ริกรรมนี่เปลี่ยนเปลี่ยนเปลี่ยนบ้างได้ไหมครับนิพพานคือความรู้สึกที่ไม่มีความรู้สึกที่ไม่มีความรู้สึกที่ไม่มีความรู้สึกที่ไม่มีความรู้สึกที่ไม่มีความรู้สึกที่ไม่มีความรู
it's empty in that sense. It's another word or way of describing it is the asankata dhatu, the element which is uh, totally unconditioned element. Because the, uh, the conventional world, the world we live in, is a combination of uh, nama and rupa, the form, materiality, mentality, or the objects and the, and the uh, labels or names. But really, it's void of any self. It's actually all empty. So when we see uh, everything as empty, we'll understand that, for example, there's no one, there's no one within us. There's no me. There's no him. There's no them. Uh, everything that we really perceive, we perceive it in the in in the light of of its conventional reality. The people, animals, male, female, all of these things, these conventions which we apply to the world. And when we see that, this is what, what, what we call or what we mean by uh, emptiness. In order to really understand this, so you need uh, samadhi to be firmly established, uh, which will give rise to the necessary wisdom. At first, the uh, uh, early, or the at first one will have uh, kanika, or momentary uh, concentration, or upajara samadhi, the next level of co- concentration, which will give rise to certain uh, amount of insight, but really it's only as you go deeper into your samadhi that you'll be able to see this as it really is. It will be a uh, vipassana, and uh, when you really are able to contemplate in this way, then you, uh, you're free from this, uh, free from viewing these, the world in its uh, in the conventional sense, and this is how to uh, contemplate. This is when you're really able to contemplate uh, emptiness. You what? Like, like, non-self. Oh. Like, for my mind, like, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. So, yes, it can actually, it's very much the same thing. Yeah. <coughs> the Buddha advises us when we're uh, trying to aim for five states of mind, and we should develop our time equally between three, three different characters such as concentration, uh, energy and equanimity. Uh, can someone actually give us some advice on practice of this good to be trying out to in the uh, energy and the equanimity side? The concentration is obviously mm-hmm. kind of tenacity, but mm-hmm. the energy and equanimity is something that could give us some mm-hmm. sound advice. <coughs> the question was that there's one place in the Buddhist teachings where we're taught the Buddha teaches the monks to develop in three ways or, or develop three aspects equally that's samadhi, concentration, virya, which is putting forth effort or energy, and upeka, um, equanimity. So the question was to invite Kanajan to give some advice on how to develop the, the second uh, quality, the second two, effort and uh, equanimity, because we've had a lot of teachings on concentration already. So Tanajan said that, well, if you look at the whole path of practice, it's divided up in sila, samadhi, and banya. And the effort is, what developing effort is, is simply effort to develop this very path. So whether you're living in communal life, uh, in, a, in a community, or you're living alone, the real effort has to be placed in understanding and seeing uh, your mental states. 
So those which are unwholesome, particularly the delighting and aversion, those unwholesome mental states which have arisen, uh, you have to abandon them. And those wholesome mental states which have arisen, then you have to maintain them. And similarly you have to prevent the unwholesome ones from arising and, uh, and uh, bring, bring about the wholesome mental states that haven't arisen yet. So you can do this in conjunction with your samadhi practice. Because, for example, if you are walking meditation or sitting meditation, you could say, well, you're, you're developing samadhi, but in order to do that, you have to have that virya or effort accompanying it, the effort to abandon those uh, unwholesome states. And when the mind is peaceful, as a result of that samadhi, and there's no delighting and aversion in the mind, then upeka, equanimity, is the natural result of that. So whether you call it sila samadhi panya, you've always got virya effort and upeka, equanimity, bound up with that part of practice. The more strength of mind you have, the, uh, the more clear you'll see this. Actually, it's all really one, it's all really one practice. Lumpur Chat, you would never uh, divide it up, um, divide up these, uh, these different aspects. You'd always emphasize that it's just one. Say, another place where we can see it is in the seven Bojangas, this uh, development of uh, the seven practices of enlightenment. So whether it's mindfulness or virya or piti, uh, stillness or leading finally to uh, equanimity, uh, whenever these things are, are, are present or arise, we just have to see them very clearly. Whenever upeka arises, see it very clearly. All of these things, all of this, uh, these, these factors, say piti, uh, uh, virya, upeka, so that we, we have in the, in the seven bojangas, these all arise based on samadhi. So, if you really just develop in your samadhi, you'll see this for yourself. And each of us individually will, will soon see this for ourselves. give a bit more guidance or advice on exactly how to uh, develop upekha or equanimity. <coughs> upekha means uh, equanimity, letting go. Usually the mind doesn't incline to this naturally. When the, uh, when the internal sense bases come into contact with external sense objects, eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind meet sight, sound, smell, taste, touch the mind can't just simply let go it straight away inclines and rushes towards either delight or aversion these are the two extremes which we often call uh, attachment to sensuality and attachment to uh, attachment to pain it comes Kalikani Yoga and Atukilamatani Yoga so how do we do away with this and abandon this Again, the path is the threefold training of sila, samadhi, and banya. We have to practice for a long time restraining the mind. The mind won't naturally incline towards equanimity. What we see is that 
when we develop in samadhi, upeka, equanimity, would arise as a natural result of that. Again, take these seven bojangas, whether it's whether you look at bibi or viriya, there'll always be upeka accompanying it because these are the enlightenment factors. When there's no delighting and no aversion in the mind, then the mind is naturally equanimous. What samadhi does, it destroys the uh, hindrances, and as a result, the mind doesn't run out into delighting and aversion. It's as if wisdom is looking after and keeping the mind in check. The mind then sees things as they really are in the light of uh, three characteristics. Um, it sees, for example, simply the body as just the body, or elements as simply elements, or in the scene there is only the scene, in the herd there is only the herd. And similarly with moods. Moods are understood simply as impermanent moods in the mind, so as a result there is just a natural equanimity regarding those moods. The way to develop this though is to start right from the basics, first steps, practicing and developing and training in the core of Padiba, because it's a path, and this path leads to the understanding of Dhamma. At first it's all not very clear, but we practice on and on, and in time this process begins to take an energy of its own, it begins to turn or evolve uh, of its own accord. As there's less and less uh, delighting and aversion, then upeka, equanimity arises naturally in the mind, and as a result of this, uh, we are able to see uh, the mind and the body uh, as it really is, simply in the light of three characteristics. And at this point, that's when this really uh, equanimity is really developed. regarding bunya or merit. What, what exactly is merit? Um, how uh, can you really share it? And uh, can your parents, for example, really uh, receive the benefits of your practice or your merit, dedicating your merit to them? And can it really uh, lead to, for example, people forgiving you? And bun and merit what this really is, this means a happiness of mind and it comes as a result of good actions or goodness. It can be developed or it arises based on dana, generosity, sila or say for example practicing samadhi, developing concentration. Merit arises, you can start in many ways simply keeping the core up, developing in uh, renunciation, letting go. This gives rise to happiness of mind because it, it leads to a mind which is not selfish. The mind, the heart, straight away feels light and happy. And this is what you do when you spread metta. You take this strength of mind or this happy feeling and you incline it towards other people. This is called sharing merits. Or you can, anumodina, uh, you can rejoice in the good activities uh, that other people have done and as a result happiness arises in your own mind. 
So whether it's developing sila, samadhi and banya or seeing others uh, helping out, seeing others, uh, other, other people's good actions, you can rejoice in this and spread the metta, spread the loving kindness outwards, this is spreading the goodness. And it is possible for other people's minds to receive this when they do, they feel happy. There's a feeling of uh, well-being in the mind when this is received. We have an example in the suttas where King Bimbasara, he made merit and shared this merit with his relatives and they in turn received the fruits of the merit that he was dedicating towards them and it helped them feel good and go beyond their suffering. <coughs> so the question was if, if after one has uh, done some chanting and uh, meditated or done some formal practice and then, uh, but the mind hasn't really grown very peaceful and doesn't really, there isn't so much of a, a well-being in, in the mind. Is it possible then to uh, dedicate merits and share merits and spread metta? Samajan replied that if the mind isn't really, uh, use the word yen, which means cool, if there isn't really that coolness in the mind, then there won't really be this, the necessary strength. You can, just simply based on the effort that one's put forth and the energy and the, uh, the, the say, the dedication to practice, you can anumodana, you can bring on a sense of rejoicing in one's own practice, but there's not much strength of mind in order to really dedicate that out towards other people in order to help them be happy and well. So, basically, if you really want to, uh, if you really do develop some peace of mind, then there will be the strength uh, in order to really dedicate the merits to others and the fruits will be much greater.
is the Brahmaviharas of Metta and Karuna, whether it's uh, uh, directed towards ourselves or towards others, is the wish or the aspiration for others to be happy and well. So when we see other beings suffering and see ourselves suffering, then the uh, first thing is simply to uh, cultivate that aspiration. May they go beyond that suffering. This is what uh, compassion is. But we have to do this and develop it and act in accordance with our own uh, strength or in, in, in line with our own capacity and capability. At first we perceive everything through uh, in the light of, of a self. We see ourselves as being, uh, as having a self or being uh, a self. So really what we have to do is we have to uh, help ourselves first to you know, clear, clear up this misconception using the path of Sila, Samadhi and Banya. We have to actually go beyond this sense of our own self first. This is called developing a pure mind. When you have the uh, real uh, metta and garuna of, of a pure mind, you really see that there is no self within you. And once you've eradicated your own defilements, then uh, the, uh, that, that uh, metta, loving kindness and compassion, you'll be able to develop it and uh, act on it in a way where you'll be doing so without attachment. Now in right concentration, 
this will lead to the uh, jhana practice, deeply sukha, ekakata, etc. When the mind withdraws from that samadhi, and once it's, once it's uh, experienced samadhi, then based on that there will be very clear mindfulness. You'll be able to practice the sadhavatanas very clearly because it's the mind has been strengthened by that samadhi. You'll see it all very clearly based on the samadhi. So in the end part, the, the two, mindfulness and concentration, actually develop each other. And similarly, the whole of the ethical path, all the path practice, develop each other. If you have mindfulness in all four postures, it's a very good samadhi. But actually, when they, when they arise, when these factors really arise and come to fruition, they all arise together. So, to sum up, and the jhanas close by saying, well, these questions today, about uh, practice and about our mind and, and how it is uh, we practice. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's similar to, say, things based, you know, based on things which perhaps we've studied uh, and read and thought about, but we can't uh, quite see clearly yet. Studying and learning is, is, a, is an aspect or a characteristic of memory and perception. And what happens then when the mind gets a little bit peaceful is these then questions arise based on those things which we've heard and read. We want to be perhaps asked, what is this? Is this deepi? Is this real happiness? Is this samadhi? Is this jhana? It's based on all our memories and perceptions of dhamma which we've studied. But what we have to do then is see these things, all these states really in the present moment as they really are and see, them, see this present moment itself, just in the sense of arising and passing away. So, everything that we've studied and read, we actually have to take it and use it in our practice. Everything we've heard before and, uh, and read and learned is what we call bariya, the, the, the practice, or the, uh, the studying of Dhamma. And now we have to strive hard to do the patipa, the practice. Our defilements, our defilements uh, will slowly wear away as we practice gradually. So we have to put forth a lot of effort. We, uh, we do things like study the vinya, but even that, not too much. We have to, what we're really trying to do is to learn how to make the mind uh, peaceful and follow the, the ways, the teaching, the training uh, as was laid down and understood by the Bhutan, the Bhutan. We may sometimes feel a little bit disheartened if the practice isn't going so well or going fast enough. But it's really just like that planting of a tree which we plant and for so long we water it and we feed it and we, we protect it and we do everything uh, right. But when the actual fruits uh, will bear, or when, when, the, when the fruits will come to bear, it's not a sure thing. So in the meantime, we have to have lots of patient endurance. So uh, may all of you uh, strive in your practice, grow in the Dhamma, and each and every one of you, may you one day realize that Dhamma for yourself.